Welcome to Tiki Central Canada. Ever wonder what's in that cool, refreshing drink that you just have to have on that hot summer's day? Mmm, me too. Picture a man going on a journey beyond sight and sound. He has left society. He has entered Tiki Central with palm trees, beach sand, blue skies, and God, get me a drink now. Here are your hosts, Craig, Cam, and Paula, and their wacky views in drinks, life, and maybe information? folks, and hey, how we doing? Hitch Craig here from Tiki Central Canada, and how you doing? I'll be your bartender, mixologist, and hopefully information for the hour. And the good news is we're back in the studio finally. Yay! Yay! That's right, you hear some voices in there. So Paula's here. How are we doing, Paula? We're good. We're better now. Yes, you're like, hey, I'm outside the house. I am. I'm wearing clothes. I'm not as bored. <laughs> I'm not wearing PJs for 10% once. 10% less bored. <laughs> I don't know you, but it's like, wow, I mean, I'm not going to be wearing PJs today. I'm wearing jeans and a t-shirt. Okay, this works. Yeah, no, no. I still I still wasn't um, brave enough to, you know, put jeans on. Yeah. But I'm wearing clothes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're happy you did that. Okay. Yeah. So, and uh, Mark is here. How are we doing, Mark? Hey, we're doing great. Awesome. And how are you surviving in all this lovely stuff? I'm not wearing sweatpants. <laughs> He's like, I am wearing pants. <laughs> So, yeah, so one of the things I want to talk about, and it's super exciting, and it's already on the website already, it and is all exciting. of our social medias, is the hashtag competition. Yay! So explain to our listeners exactly what are we doing, because you are the judge, the jury, and the executioner of this. Yes, yes, you gave me that uh, very, very... Um, important role. Important role. That's right. I'm, I'm flattered. It's very flattering. Uh, <laughs> and I'm the one that doesn't drink, so here's the thing, guys, and this is where it will all make sense to you. I will be judging your garnish, the beauty of your drink. How you present your yes. drink. Yes, the whole package. The it whole has to be package. eye candy. If it's like eye candy enough, you're my guy or you're my girl. Like it's your, it's that drink. So basically that's it. You take a picture or you film, you know, the most beautiful drink. You, you make a creative thing at home. You garnish it beautifully. You post it under the hashtag Tiki Central Garnish. Garnish. Tiki Central Garnish. Why can't I remember that? <laughs> <laughs> it's just not sticking. You know why, why are you looking at me and asking and me to hey, give you an answer? And for Mark, that? You know what the funny thing is, she's the one who made up the hashtag. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually made it up. I cannot remember the. <laughs> well, you've made it up. It's like management. I don't have to worry about it anymore. That's right. I give it to you now. It's your responsibility now. Anyhow, <laughs> Tiki Central Garnish hashtag t- on Insta is where I'll be seeing every day because I'm already following it. And Twitter. And on Twitter, whenever I come here, I will see it because I don't have Twitter. No problem. I'll send you all the pictures from Twitter. Yes, that works. Exactly, that works. Beautiful. Yeah, exactly. And so what we're going to do is every first of every month, so June 1st, July 1st, August 1st, September 1st, we're going to pick the winner. Yes, of right? the month. And it's going to be good because I've already had people already text me back, challenge accepted, Craig. And it's also good because if you didn't win this month, don't worry, next month you could win. That's right. Yes. And uh, by the way, I do want to point out that uh, make sure it's your, your picture of your drink. Yes, please. Don't go... Stock photoing something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, And if you're in the picture, even better. And you can you can actually um, put as many different drinks as you want. There you go. As many contenders. Like, Mark, if you want to make 80 drinks on a month and just picture and send it to me, 
Because I'm sure you can drink 80 drinks in a month. Oh, oh wow. Is that a challenge for him to drink 80 drinks in a month? That's like... What, you're doing I'm, the I'm, math? I'm doing the math. He's like, hey, That's but like two, three drinks a day. Two and a half. No, no, it would be four drinks a day, two out of three days. Right, so okay. is he, he has a day off just to recover. So it's yeah. doable. <laughs> it's doable. In theory, yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. On 30 paper. drinks a month. Oh, yeah, that's, well, that's more than doable. Exactly. <laughs> See? Especially since he's quarantined. You kidding? It's oh. like, hello. That's what I mean. Everyone's like, quarantined, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. if you have nothing better to do and you're just, you know, boozing yourself up, well, now you can actually win something with well, it. The recycle bin just keeps filling up. I know. <laughs> I imagine your garage man must be like, wow, this guy is something special. Or, like, or he thinks it's like multiple guys in that house. It's like, it's got to be like, it's got to be a gang of guys in there. That's yeah, all this yeah. is. He's, no he probably way. thinks it's like your son and all his friends. Yeah. Well. Like when he, goes to, when he goes to the beer store to get returned in his recyclables, it's like, beep, beep, <laughs> beep. It's no. like. <laughs> no, that'd be my wife. No. <laughs> That's true. All right, so let's go on to the show. Are we going to be talking about a drink today? Ooh, yeah, about the drink you made. Because, yes, people, we are back and we're now having drinks. She's so happy she had her blue Hawaiian. Yes. Oh, I forgot to make you one. I know, and it's okay. I'll make you another one. I know, I know. (laughs) Yeah, so yeah, I made you blue Hawaiian. I made me and Mark the Ancient Mariner, which is the drink that we're doing today, which is a Jeff the Beach Bumberry recipe. And it's actually really good. It tastes really good. It's a bit uh, booze forward to me. Mm Mm-hmm. A bit like it's the first time I've actually used the pimento dram, so you're probably tasting the spices of the pimento dram. It's very, very nice. It's a nice, um, tasting drink. Yeah, if it had a bit less booze and I could taste it better, like like I can with the blue Hawaiian, yeah, I would gulp it down because it's very nice. There you go. So, what's what, what, tell me about what drink is it? Yeah, so actually, what we're going to talk about is the ancient mariner. The reason why we're doing Jeff the Beach Bomberry recipe is because for Mark's adventures today, Mark, I forgot to ask you at the beginning. That's right. What uh, bar are we talking about today? We are talking about Jeff Beach Bomberry's Latitude 29. So the whole show is Jeff the Beach Bomberry. Yeah. There we go. So we're like Bombardi. Bombarding the Bomberry. And so what it was is that Jeff would go back and when he's doing all this research, he would reverse engineer, try to reverse engineer Dawn and Trader's drinks. And so what would happen is that Jeff had a hard time with was the Trader Vic's Navy Grog. And so many attempts of re- trying to recreate the Navy Grog, this is one of the drinks he came up with. It's not the Navy Grog, but he came up with. Okay. Very good. So the two ingredients that he found that were very much, uh, you know, he had a hard time with was the rum mix. So basically uh, a mixture of different kinds of rums from around the world and the Navy Grog mix. And so what ended up happening was that through time we did find out these recipes through, you know, Trader Vic and obviously uh, Jeff the Beach Bomberry and other sources like Smuggler's Cove and things like that, that Don on his Navy Grog would use honey syrup on his Grog. And then Trader Vic would actually use this pimento dram, which is in this drink today, and simple syrup. Cool. So you can see that Don went sweet with honey and Trader went like sort of spicy and herbal with his stuff. Okay. So what is in the drink that I just had today? Yeah, so let's go through the recipe. So it's going to be one ounce of dark Jamaican rum, and that could be an Appleton rum, which actually is one I used. Okay. Uh, One ounce of Demero rum, and I actually used the El Dorado for that one. And I did actually use the five-year one. Um, Mark, you said you mentioned something about you've made this drink, but you needed the 12, so the eight-year one, right? Eight-year one. Okay. And if you like your rum, 
Then go the 12 year. Go the 12 year. There you go. The 12 year is a pretty, pretty awesome rum. Sorry, Mark. How he put the five year in this one. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) It's not like I noticed. (laughs) I didn't really. I I would have to crack the 12 year and I don't want to crack it. No, you're not going to do that. (laughs) Exactly. But for those at home, the 12 year is pretty fabulous. Oh my God. And there's a rule of thumb for especially the people with uh, like the rums. The better the rum, the better the drink. Okay. So in other words, if you're like, you know, like Paula or Norma and you don't want to be a drink that's so booze forward. You might want to use a three-year-old um, Demerara rum, or maybe even just a, a Demerara rum that has any no age to it whatsoever. So, if you were to cut one of these two rums for for it to be less booze forward, mm-hmm. would you cut neither and just put half an ounce of each, or would you cut the Jamaican or the Demerara? Um, I think you probably would just do cut them in half, okay. so half ounce of each. So, still you do have stay with characteristics, both. right? Okay. So, the Jamaican rum has a bit of a funk to it. And the Demir rum is more of a vanilla kind of caramel okay. kind of taste to it, chocolate taste to it. Okay. Um, so you also could do a half ounce of simple syrup, so sugar and water, half ounce of white grapefruit juice. Now today, unfortunately, on when we made the drinks, there's red grapefruit juice, so the color will be different. Um, and the taste, no? It's the same? Yes. Red grapefruit is more tart than white grapefruit is. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, the reason why is that what we mean, I think Mark talked off camera, off, off the microphones here, that Red, so white grapefruit is super hard to find. It is not easy to find, right, Mark? Yeah, so I was at my local grocery store this summer. When, no, this winter, October or something like that. And they had... Uh, That's what happened you, you don't even COVID, know. Yeah, eh? you don't even know what, what day month it is. It, yeah. what, what it month is, is hard. It, it is yeah. hard. So they actually had white grapefruits in there. Yes. And so I got a bunch of them. Yes. Sliced them up, juiced them, and... Uh, divvy them out in one ounce segments and put it in my ice cube tray nice. and froze them. That's smart. That is smart. I like that. And then you take them out of the tray and put them in a uh, freezer bag so they don't get freezer burn and shrink and stuff right. like that. And yeah, so that's what you do. I also have a couple of cans of um, uh, frozen concentrate orange juice or grapefruit juice. White grapefruit juice. Okay. Oh, there you go. Which, uh, the is... cubes is a great idea because it's one ounce. Yeah. And So you just have to be lucky enough to find the fruit, first of all. It I is think. hard to find. That's okay. why, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, three quarters of an ounce of lime juice and then uh, a quarter ounce of the pimento dram. And it was so exciting because I get to crack the pimento dram today. Cool. Yes. And also, too, we get to make drinks today. It was, it was good to that. So what was your take on the drink there when we tried it today there, Mark? Oh, it's really nice. It's got uh, all kinds of different flavors in there. Like I say, the pimento dram, or it's also known as allspice dram. Good call, if, yes. If you're looking for it. And so oh, I can't find it. Uh, it's also called allspice dram. And of course, it's made from, uh, if you want to make it at home yourself, it's made from these little allspice berries that you grind up and then you soak and then you switch and you use bags and you use and then you uh, don't have a life anymore you don't have a life anymore <laughs> it sounds like it's like a super yeah <laughs> it's a process yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. you get the cheesecloth and you rinse it out then you make it Ooh. so yeah. anyway it it's takes a full-time about, job yeah, it takes about 27 days oh yay yeah it's just like uh, it's, so it is a full-time a full-time yeah. job six days a week yeah any rate the uh if you do you want to do that yourself the uh allspice berries are available at like Caribbean stores, like a Jamaican store. Right. You can get them really, really cheap there. Cool. Yeah. So if you want to do this yourself. Exactly. There you go. Where you go. Because you cannot get your present that someone brought you. That's right. Here at the States. All. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love when you guys are like, so I'm going to be going to uh, Miami next week. Perfect. Here's a list. <laughs> yeah. They use me. Listeners, can you believe that? I am used daily by these men. That's right. She goes through airport security. These really are not mine. They're not for me. They're for somebody else. Yeah. They're starting to not <laughs> sure, believe me anymore. Ma'am. Okay. 
Yes. See, I, I'm more anxious for the border to open than the freaking stores. <laughs> I, I shit you not. I am it's more true. anxious for the it's darn so border to go to Yes, because you guys Syracuse. need to go on trips to get me stuff. So there you go. <laughs> At this point, I'm just anxious to go to Syracuse. I kid you not. I bet like, you. That's how low my standards are at this point. <laughs> oh, so you, what, you're saying something bad about Syracuse? I'm not a, no, I'm it's not just a... it's just like, <laughs> it's not that I'm looking forward to going, you know, to sunny Miami. No, like Syracuse is enough for me. I just want Syracuse Walmart. It's even worse. You're not a raging alcoholic. No problem. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that they believe me. Yeah. I don't think they're buying it's it. Or the Old Spice Dram just, just adds this different depth of flavor, which, exactly. is, which is awesome. And one of the things I want to point out, because we talked about this on the last show, is some of these ingredients, and especially this pimento dram, is you want to be careful on how much you use. So you do the quarter ounce. If you want to add more, go ahead. But if you add too much, like we talked about with like Pernod or Pimento Dram or um, Absence and things like that, if you add too much, you can't take it away. So it's easier to go less and then always add more afterwards if you want to. Okay. Yes. So is this drink, it looks like it's going to be either stirred or shaken. Yeah. So what it is, you can take all those ingredients, you can put it into a shaker. You're going to shake this up. Shake, shake, shake. Shake, shake, shake. Shake your booty. No. Shake your, shake your wow. glass. Yeah. Me and Mark got that. Okay, anyway. I got that too. Uh, so what you can do is you can pour that unstrained into a double old-fashioned glass with some new fresh ice or a tiki mug and then serve with a straw. Well, if you're trying to save the world, then no straw. Right? No, you, okay. can, you can use a straw. Just yeah. plastic or, I'm oh, sorry, metal or bamboo. I actually have bamboo mm. straws. Or pasta. Pasta. Pasta oh. straws. Like a rigatoni I've never heard of that. Okay. Oh, no, no. <laughs> a little bit thinner now. Something a little less hard to put the cheese in. <laughs> it's a pasta straw. Eh? Come on. Eh? Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. No, apparently uh, there's a lot of places that have them now, and apparently they work fine. I I've never heard that. That's insane. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I learned something new today. I did not know that. I'm, I'm a bit confused, though, about the name of the drink, because it doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah, so the Ancient Mariner, the name of the drink actually is has nothing to do with the rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, which most people think it is. I don't know what that is either. Yeah. It's uh, a, a very long poem. Okay. Very long. And uh, Samuel Taylor Coleridge. Ah. He's like a walking encyclopedia. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. And it's about this uh, wedding guest that gets stopped by this crusty old seafarer. Sea and he go, tells him this really creepy tale. And the guy's like trying to claw away, like, you know. Like, get away from but me. The tale keeps going and going, and then he finally just, I can't leave. i got to hear more. Did anyone ever refer to you as Encyclopedia Brown or something? No. <laughs> like, seriously, he, the, the dude knows Practice, everything. Spit out the facts. There we go. <laughs> you, you, you always know how to explain shit to me, don't you? Yeah, there you go. Well, <laughs> also, I have a very simple mind. So I've always put metaphors in my head that I can understand, and therefore most people can understand. Because yeah, if, if Cam had to explain that to her, he would use another technical word that she'd be like, okay, I have no clue what that means either. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I love that you dumb it down for me. Like, I, I feel <laughs> That's right. smart. I feel smart because I actually understand what you're saying. Yeah. And this is where the whole thing with the albatross comes from. You know, he's always got the albatross around his neck. It comes from that poem. Oh. oh there you go. Who has the albatross? The ancient, ancient mariner. mariner. So he's, he is a guy. Yeah. He, he, it's a figure. He or, killed the albatross. Oh. <gasps> Uh, the uh, yeah oh and it brought him bad luck <laughs> oh yeah oh <laughs> yeah. so dun, what dun. is a mariner a seafaring guy okay like a yeah sea captain or sailor so or... he is mariner oh he is he is marine right yeah. he's from the sea okay 
Yeah, but actually what it is is a sort of almost of a kind of a joke, a play on words with Jeff the Beach Bomberry, because he said, when we call it the Ancient Mariner, because of the, by the time we finished making it and perfecting it, that's how old we felt. We felt like an Ancient Mariner. Welcome to Mark's Adventures. Mark's back in the studio. Woohoo! We yeah. missed you, Mark. We're yeah. adventuring now. We're adventuring, yes. Well, well it's good to be here. From it's our uh, PG. It's an adventure to... to be at the studio. Right? Yeah. I know. It's nice to like you know get outside the house and uh, be in the studio. I know. So what location are we talking about today? What bar are we talking about well, today? Well, we're talking about uh, Jeff uh, Beach Bum Barry. We're talking about uh, his own bar, Latitude 29. Nice. So where is that located and uh, what are the hours? It is located in the French Quarter of New Orleans. <gasps> Uh, oh, yeah. I'm dying to go to New Orleans. Uh, yeah, everybody New Orleans. should. At least 16 or 17 times. Do they actually have vampires? Absolutely. <gasps> well, that's they, where voodoo it's, kind it's of. It's also yeah. voodoo too. There's a voodoo shop. You can buy voodoo dolls and everything. It's so cool. Cool. Oh, I'm so Best town ever. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go there. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. actually uh, if you if you anybody knows uh, New Orleans, it's uh, uh, North Peter Street. It's really close to Canal Street, and it's a full service restaurant. And a bar, mm-hmm. and it's open for business in the Bainville House Hotel. It opened in uh, November 2014. It's open Sunday to Thursday from 3 until 11, and 1 until midnight, Friday and Saturday. Happy hour, happy hour, make sure you go during happy hour, is between 3 and 6 daily. Yes, Paula. Yes, yes Paula. Paula. <laughs> That's right. Don't Idiot. go at, don't go at 9 o'clock at night going, so, where's all the action? Yeah. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Learn. <know> that's <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna have to like turn. You know what she's gonna have to do? She's gonna have to turn her Brazilian clock back. Yep. Yeah, a couple hours. It's like to her be nine o'clock at night, but really it's six o'clock on real time. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> or go always go in the winter when it's dark. That's right. You think it's later? You'll think it's darker. You think it's later. That's right. <laughs> the stupidity level, like I, that's that's a, a mistake I'm never going to commit anymore, though. No, because you figured it out. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. I didn't figure it out. Like I, <laughs> I learned Whoa. from him telling me, "Oh, you're idiota, <laughs> <laughs> oh stupida." <laughs> you know, I don't speak Portuguese, but I kind of figured what that was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're both the same, right? I know, I know. <laughs> oh god. Okay, so you mentioned a place called Benneville House Hotel. What exactly is that? Yeah, the Benneville House Hotel, as we noted uh, in our my previous adventures, we always like to stay as close to the bar as possible. Yes, right. crawling distance for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Latitude 29 is actually part of this historic hotel. So it was built in 1835. Ah, that's a history. Yeah, named after Jean-Baptiste de Moyenne uh, de Benville, uh, the French founder of New Orleans. And uh, it was originally a manufacturing plant for rice mill, uh, planter's rice mill to be specific, and in the newly established state of Louisiana. And throughout the next century, the building was also a firehouse, remodeled into luxury apartments, and then after a fire in the 70s, it was restored to what it is now, a historic hotel and... And so for us, it was just an elevator button away. That's our- convenient. No way. That's awesome. That's, yeah. that's convenient enough. Yeah. Well, probably yeah. as convenient as it gets. Yeah, pretty much. Up and down stairs, level one, one button away. <laughs> like, <That's> one. <laughs> <laughs> he only has to crawl in and out of the elevator. How great is that? Yeah. yeah but the only problem he's going to have is which button does he have to go to to get to his bed? Yeah, <laughs> that's like... pretty much it. I just follow some. Is it, yeah. uh, is it the second floor or is yeah. it the third floor? I can't remember now. So, so you go to bed fairly early when, when you're doing happy well, when hour, you start like at drinking, nine? When you start drinking at three, yeah, you know, nine. nine o'clock is six hours of drinking. Yeah, so I'm done by then. <laughs> wow. <laughs> See, yeah. that's why he goes early. <laughs> 
That's but, crazy. But that's all, no. If you want to get through the menu, you got to start early. You got to work at it here. That's right. <laughs> but you have multiple days, dude. You never yeah, know. Exactly. Right? What do you mean you never know? You never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Also, too, but like you mentioned before, though, a bar, one bartender might make the drink completely or a little different than the next bartender, even though it's the same recipe. So therefore, if you know if it goes different nights, he might get different taste because okay, well that guy made that drink one night, and this guy made this other drink on another night, yeah. and it tastes completely but, different. But this place is a little bit different because we'll get to it in a second. We didn't spend all day at these places because we had other places to go to. Oh, okay, uh, you go. were actually sightseeing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, phew. There you go. <laughs> but when you go to a place like um, Fort Lauderdale, yeah, there's the beach. And there's the Maikai. Yeah. Right? And they're shopping. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. What else are you going to do? So, okay. So, speaking about tiki bars, and this is also what we're talking about. So, what kind of tiki bar is this? Is this like old school, like small and dark? Or is this a large or outside kind of uh, yeah. event? Well, it is uh, small, modest in size. It's about 15 tables. 15. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's only 12 seats or so at the bar. With an entrance from the street and mm-hmm. one from the hotel. And there's over, it's overlooking this little tiny little pool. Oh, uh, cool. The outside. It's, it's like... I think people can actually go in it, but <laughs> it looks more like a pond than a pool. <laughs> Where, okay, wait, was there things floating in it that shouldn't the, be floating in it? It's not the it? hotel pool, is it? Yeah, well, it would be a lap pool at best. Okay. Right, so a small pool. It yeah. would be a small pool, How yeah. many laps? Like one? <laughs> yeah, like five. <laughs> five, five Yeah, you're done. You're done. <laughs> but that's on the side there, so it's got the chairs and everything out there. So that's got light coming in from there. Okay. Yeah. Right, so it's it's quite light. So is it kind of like a, a mix of both? Your, you guys' styles of Well, yeah, well, it's got the old style because it's New Orleans and it's got the, the building that it's in, so they yeah. can't escape that no matter what they do. But it's got a lot of modern art in there, modern tiki stuff uh, oh. by newer contemporary artists like gentlemen by the name of Bosco and Tiki Diablo, who does a lot of uh, carvings and mugs and stuff like that, uh, including this great world map that's behind the bar, and it's got, like, all the different Polynesian-type places in the world, like No punk, way. And they have a different mug for each location. That's cool. That is awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Oh, man, I'm still going yeah. there. Yeah, and they also have some Disney stuff up there. Oh, they there have. you go. And it's so it's not crammed like a lot of other stuff, but it's enough that you know that you're definitely in a tiki bar. Very cool. Yeah. All right, so what about drinks? I mean, I know you you always go yeah. through a menu up and down, so, uh, you know, let's get some expertise on what the menu's like. Well, as, as we said, this was the home bar of Jeff, Jeff Barry, so we mentioned him so many times on this podcast. He is one of the driving forces behind the Tiki Resurgence. Yes, for and ex- sure. And as expected, the drinks are all excellent. There will be a few picks up on the uh, the page, Yes. Uh, some of them, and as uh, well as a scan of the drink menu, which isn't huge. They don't oh, okay. have a huge uh, menu. They do change it up, apparently. So it's not like the the, the their tiki one in yeah, Maikai. No, no, my kind, no. It doesn't have like 82 okay. drinks on so, it. So you could easily try well, all through of them. a menu, right? Yeah. If you, if, if, you, uh, <laughs> if you went through if, a menu, you could go through the menu. Probably about four days, five days, you could probably go through the menu. I have a question. Does this bar have My Blue Hawaiian? If you, They have a Rolodex or a directory? A directory. Of, <gasps> Thousands of drinks. Really? So they would, yes. So even if it's not on the menu, they're supposed to know everything that's on the oh, yeah. Rolodex? Oh, these guys are Wow. Amazing. There yeah. you go. Good to know. Yeah. So the, um, as we said, there will be some picks up there of a few of the drinks. Yes, we'll put that on your page for sure. And the um, and a, a scan of the drink menu. Yes. And mm-hmm. um, before I go anywhere, our bartender for the duration there was Brad. Oh, Brad. was Brad. amazing. Brad rocked. Brad was just doing all kinds of stuff for us and. And uh, no, no, you want to try this, you want to try that, you want to do that. He's like the Brad Pitt of, of a bartender. Yeah. Here we go. 
telling me about where the record stores were in town. That, oh, because you you know you and your vinyl. Yeah, <laughs> and, that's adorable of Brad. It's like his Germain. Yeah. of my Antigua. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, sadly, Jeff was out of town, so I couldn't. Aww. Wait, what? Jeff, what Jeff? Jeff, it's his bar, Jeff Beach Bombardi. He's there all the time. Bombardi's alive. Yeah. You're joking. Oh no, he's just because you write books doesn't mean you're dead. <laughs> I thought everyone that we talked about here was dead. Not everyone. So, so this is part of the resurgence. The Dead Poet Society. Here we go. Yeah. So. Okay, so Mark, here's the thing. Yep. In my head, we're talking first like the 40s, 50s, right? Yep. That's that's a I'm I'm actually pretty shocked that he's that he's alive. <laughs> I wasn't Just expecting that. Darn. He's alive. Yeah. No, it's not oh darn like bad, but it's like crap, like it's just like, imagine if I were to, you know, I don't know, meet meet this guy by mistake, right? Like run into him. <laughs> I can imagine that. I'd it. be like, what? dude, it's your freaking fault. Like my life nowadays is your fault. Oh, I know. That's what I wanted to tell him. <laughs> <laughs> you have like completely con control my life now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like everywhere I'm going is because of you. Wait, wait. So it's not a thank you house, you know, no, amazing. Yeah, no, thank you. No, it's no. like. You curse yeah. me now. Yeah, yeah that's right. You no, like every other week I have to hear about you and your deeds and, you know, like how fantastic <laughs> how, you freaking are. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, how amazing you are. I don't even are. freaking drink, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> like my life has been taken over. That's all I hear at, home, uh, at Craig's house. Jeff this and Jeff that and yeah, Jeff this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh, your husband? No, no, he's not my husband. <laughs> And I still live based on Jeff. <laughs> well, so does Mark. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, I'm talking about my conversation with him. I'm with just saying, yeah. for Mark, that's his life too now. Yeah, I know. He set me on this course that's crazy journey. Crazy journeys. That's cocktails. Empty, cocktails and emptying my wallet and making me go to places I've never Been, would have gone before. There you go. It's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, okay. where well. were we? Oh, yes. And uh, he wasn't in town. Uh, so Aww. I didn't get to say hi or thank him for doing all he's done. Uh, but I did concentrate on the originals that were there as opposed to the classics. There you go. We did have a few of the classics. Yes. And they were fabulous. Nice. Right. Uh, but the ones we did like was the uh, Poncho Train Pearl Diver. Uh, Pearl Diver was- I a, love the names. They're so yeah, cool. Yeah. Poncho Train. Poncho Train. That's the name of a lake. Ah. Uh, right beside New Orleans. I heard Poncho Trained. Oh, there you go. Peach, what? <laughs> Pearl Diamond. No. Pearl Diver. Oh yeah, poncho trained yeah. pearl diver. Like yeah. he trained with a poncho. Yeah, no pearl dive. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I heard in my stupid yeah. brain. Yeah, that's the lake that's right beside New Orleans, uh -huh. and it has the longest bridge in the world. Really? Oh wow! Did not know that. Yeah. You sure? There's even a song about it. Because there's like one of the longest bridges in the world in Brazil too, in Rio. So I don't know. Are you sure it's not like a longest lake bridge? There's a difference. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> We'll, anyway. go, we'll Google that later. That's right. There we go, yeah. That's right. Anyway, so Ponce, and the Pearl Diver is an old drink, and it had this specialized glass. Uh, it looked like a bunch of tires, and then it had this big half circle at the top of the, the glass. Very, very fancy glass. A pearl? Nice. Yeah, and uh, so he actually, he's making these glasses again. Oh, no way. So you can get your own Beach Bum Berry glasses. Pearl Diver glass. You didn't? Well, I, they'll break. I buy things like metal ones. I bought all kinds of other stuff from him. Okay. Anyways. Any rate, so the Pontchartrain Pearl Diver is an absolutely fabulous drink. Absolutely. Nice. Would fabulous. I like it? Oh yes. <gasps> it's girly. Oh yeah, very much so. Oh. Yeah, Linda had uh, uh, all of mine. <laughs> <laughs> it was too too yeah. weak for you. 
And then uh, Latitude 29, the signature cocktail is great. Uh, the last cocktail we had was called Hell in the Pacific. And nice. uh, it was our last night there. And we'd gone through most of the thing. There was about four drinks left in the menu we hadn't had. And I said, which one should we have? Brad says, well, you should have Hell in the Pacific. Oh, okay. So it's not Helen in the Pacific. No, it's Hell, hell in, in the Pacific. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm deaf Is, today. Are your headphones working? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think I think I haven't been with people so long, like hearing yeah. a lot of voices that I'm like yeah. Helen in the Pacific. Like who's yeah. Helen? Yeah. <laughs> Any rate, so hell okay. in the Pacific. Yeah. Uh, I asked him about. It. He says it took them forever to perfect it. No way. And he said, yeah, they stayed up all night long with a bunch of Italians. <laughs> Yeah, that's what, you, that's what you want to do, right? Yeah, yeah perfecting the recipe. <laughs> We're bitchy. We're a bitchy crowd. And <laughs> we'll we, say the truth. And then when I was in Asatico, yes, with Daniela, yeah, I said there was a bunch of Italians. Were you the bunch of Italians? And he said, yeah, that was a very long night. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all connected. All these guys. Oh so, yeah. no. Yeah. So oh, God. That was very good. So what about the food? The food is very good there. We met the, the girl beside us. At the bar, that's why you go to the bar, because you talk to people, talk tiki, talk drinks, it's awesome. Uh, there was a couple of dishes there, She, the bean dish, and I'm trying to remember what the other one was. So she was telling you, like, you must have the bean dish. Yeah, that kind of thing. And there was also <laughs> a steak one. And there no, was... and, and that's unusual, because, like, you don't usually go for beans when you go I know. to a restaurant. Yeah, like, like, it's, not, it's not your go-to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> go for the caviar or, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the fantastic but, mash. But the thing is, with New Orleans, being New Orleans, it's really hard to find bad food. Right, yeah. All the like... food everywhere is amazing. If it's not amazing, nobody no buys it. No one's buying it. it. Nobody buys it, and it closes it down. Oh, uh, okay. And uh, so there's so much to see and do. There's so many amazing cocktail bars that we would tend to go out early and then head back to uh, Latitude 29 to finish off the evening. That's amazing. Right. Yeah, because there's like, I know in New Orleans, I haven't been there yet. I want it. It's obviously my bucket list. But apparently, like, just like in like Vegas, there's a strip where literally it's just all bars and restaurants, yeah. and that's all it is. Yeah, there's a couple of, uh, there's one that's just like essentially all just antique places, and there's another one just all art galleries. And then there's, well, of course, there's Bourbon Street, but that's like going to the X. But it's so, a fabulous city. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. There's so much, so many things, so many amazing bars, so many historic bars. That is definitely on my, it's on my bucket, bucket list. list. Yeah. yeah. I've been wanting to go there for a while. For a long time, yeah. yeah I think we went to about, I don't know, 12 bars in four days. Wow. Wow. <laughs> see, see, that's that's bar hopping in its prime. No, it's bar crawling in its prime. <laughs> well, there's so many, uh, there's so many, um, I'm trying to remember some of the, well, the grasshopper was invented there. I'm trying to think of some of the other. Well, the hurricane. Hurricane. Well, Pat O'Brien. Pat O'Brien's, yep. Yeah. The, uh, they've changed the recipe again last time we were uh, there. Were there any bad drinks that you've tried over the, the past? Sadly, the hurricane. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So what's up happening? Let me explain that because I was uh, talking to someone about uh, going, to, going to Cuba. We went to Cuba just a couple of years ago. We didn't go to Havana, unfortunately. That's where I want to go. Bar where actually Ernest Hemway would go, and that's where the Dacu was created. The problem is that there's so many people that go there daily that the daiquiris are just mass produced. Yeah. So that made one at a time, like, you know, you want yeah. a nice bar. Then literally it's a batch and they just sort of spit yeah. them out. Yeah. So you're losing all kinds of quality because clearly it's not made personally for you. Yeah. It's made for you and your 10 other friends that are coming along with you, right? So yeah. that's the only problem. And I, you see it in some of the restaurants. I used to work for this place called Lone Star. Here's one here in Ottawa. And it's a great bar, don't get me wrong. But the problem is their margaritas, it's a, it's a slushy machine. 
Yeah, it's pre-mixed. So guaranteed, it's just right? a big, huge pre-mix, and yeah. it's it's garbage. It's it's not it's not a good it's not yeah. a good drink. So you go, Pat O'Brien's. Uh, I assume it's still the same, but when we were there the first time, they sell more drinks per capita than any other bar in the world. I could see that. I could totally. Where see Where is that. Pat O'Brien's? It's um, it's right middle of French Quarter, right off Bourbon oh, Street. Okay. Uh, just down the street from uh, Preservation Hall Jazz. Oh, cool. So there's all kinds of stuff to say. And you should go to Pat O'Brien's. Just to say you've been there, right? Say you've been there. Yeah. If, you want, if you want to split a hurricane, that's fine. But they they make it out of, a, I don't know what they're using now for a mix, but it tastes more like Kool-Aid now. than mm. it It's sugar-based probably more than anything. Yeah. yeah. So, right. you, so you just go down there and go, oh, okay, I've been there. Then you. Then okay, you, where are the vampires? Because I want to see those. The vampires are down towards, uh, there's an area where there's the voodoo shop and that kind of stuff. So it's pretty Very cool. cool. A voodoo shop. Voodoo shop. You actually go in there and buy bonafide voodoo dolls. <gasps> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the first time we went down there, we were a friend of ours, she collect, collected dolls. So we said, we'll bring you back a doll. We brought her back a voodoo doll and she opened <gasps> it up and she freaked out. She wouldn't touch it. She just started I'm screaming. I'm sure. <laughs> Oh my god! Well, yeah, because for some people it's like a cute souvenir, right? I, I I probably would look at it like, oh, what a cute souvenir, and some people are like, oh, frick, it's like voodoo doll, like you could kill someone with this. Well, the thing is, with us being there at our Mardi Gras, we actually got to see some of the like they have parades like for yeah. two weeks before, yeah. so we got to see a couple of parades, got some oh, beads. Cool. But uh, the funny thing was, uh, in our hotel, come out one morning, uh, heading off the French Quarter, and there's all these Elvi there, all these Elvises. Oh. All Vegas Elvises. The entire Very lobby cool. is filled with Elvises. That's so awesome. And then all of a sudden, all these ladies show up, and they have all these bustiers with their umbrellas. <gasps> and for the parade, every these apparently this group of la- ladies, what are you here? Or this club and make their own homemade bustiers. They and make their cool. own. They make their own, and they were there for the parade. Every bustier lady got an Elvis. Oh, that's that's awesome. And so there was an Elvis in the bar that night. So I was drinking with Elvis in a tiki bar. Cool. Yeah. I can I can see how that drunk could be a high. Yeah. And like also, it could it could take you yeah. places. Like I'm here, like drunk, drinking with Elvis. Like with imagine Elvis. where the conversation can go with someone that's not too good at getting drunk. <laughs> well, I had to laugh. Or the guy apparently was an artilleryman. <laughs> he was what? Artilleryman. You know, a guy who fires cannons. <laughs> And, um, Elvis? Yeah, Elvis. Like your Elvis? This Elvis in the bar, yeah. <laughs> and, so, and so I was joking every second word was, what? <laughs> oh, okay. Cause, yeah. <laughs> I oh, wonder if I up. was. <laughs> I think I was an artillery person, too, because mm. I, I, I say what to everything. Yeah. Ooh, At any rate, ooh, so it was, uh, it was pretty fabulous, ooh. and uh, I would go again in a heartbeat, especially New Orleans, especially there. Especially right before Mardi Gras? No, I wouldn't go anywhere near Mardi Gras if I could help it. Yeah, if you're younger, that's something you can go to when you're younger. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't know if I want to go. Um, you know, see the titties of people in the streets. <laughs> I have been there, done that. Yeah. From right. Brazil. Oh, Brazil, they do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From Brazil. Like, yeah. yeah. Plus, it's a zoo. I mean, they were closing off the streets as we were leaving, and it was, yeah. still, and it was still two days away. So, yep, that's another uh, tiki bar to cover there. Thank you a lot, Mark, for all your research quotations. Research. Yes. Um, yeah. Hard, always, hard earned. It's it, hard. It, 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 he's working hard. He's yeah, working hard. It's a trial and tribulations that we all have to go through sometimes. Yes, right. I'm sure. They're yeah. very hard. <laughs> That's right. Poor suffering hey, bastard. Someone's <laughs> got to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not me. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. Did you know? I sure did, did not. not. There we go. So we actually talking about the Ancient Mariner. And when I was doing my research, another cool kind of tiki story came up. 
on uh, the research. And it's about a book called The Call of Cthulhu. So actually what it is is that there's actually, you know, we've talked about Bermuda Triangle and there's also a Dragon Triangle near Asia. Well, this is a Cthulhu Triangle and it's in the Pacific Ocean. It's halfway between New Zealand and Chile. Mm-hmm. And the island is actually an unmapped island. Cool. In other words, nobody lives on it. No one's, ex- well, probably explored it. They probably have, but it's uninhabited, basically. It's like all these mysterious islands. And so the book is called The Call of Cthulhu and is written by H.P. Lovecraft in 1926. And the cool thing when I was doing the research is if you go down to the third chapter, because I love kind of things like they're tiki and they've got some sort of voodoo or some kind of cursive history to it. And so in the third chapter of the book, it's called The Madness of the Sea. And it depicts a ship that's lost at sea and the sailor finds a remote island, which obviously is this Cthulhu island. And one survivor makes it back to the mainland. So everybody else is dead. And he makes it back to tell the horror story of what happened there. And so Gustav Hansen, that's the sailor that makes it back. And what that happens is that this, Hansen eventually dies. And he actually writes a manuscript of his, his journey to this island. And in the manuscript, he writes about, which reveals the fate of all the other sailors that are on the Emma, which is the ship that they had that went to the island. And so the uncharted island is described as a coastal line of mingled mud, ooze, the weedy cyclopean masonry, which can be nothing less than the tangible substance of an Earth supreme terror, the nightmare corpse city of Rayleigh. And so one of the sailors accidentally opens up a monstrous carving portal and releases Cthulhu. And so Cthulhu is actually described, the figurine that they describe in this, in this book is a cuttlefish head, it's got dragon body and a scaly wings. And so what happened is that the man who reads the, the manuscript actually believes that now he's a possible target and thinks that I know too much and the cult still lives. Huh. Like a curse is still on him. Yeah, the, uh, the bar, one of the bars we went to in uh, Portland or in the West Coast uh, was called the uh, Tacoma Cabana. And he was, it turns out he was closing that bar and opening another one, which is called the Devil's Reef. Uh-huh. And it's based on another Lovecraft book. <laughs> so it's a Lovecraft-based tiki bar. Right. It sounds like, yeah, he's, he writes stuff like this, like very... Oh, yeah, it's... it's voodoo, uh, like... Oh, yeah, it's, it's out there. Yeah, for I sure. A, I have a Cthulhu mug. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yes, actually, there is a mug for this. Yeah, oh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, the dude is he's got encyclopedia proud. I know. He's like, it's a, he? the encyclopedia of tiki. There we go. Unbelievable. <laughs> and so, anyways, that's our show, folks. And so, uh, lots of information there. And um, we're so glad to be back in the studio. I don't know about you guys, but I'm so yeah. glad to be back in the studio. I'm it's so much out. easier. Out and about, right? Actually wearing pants. I missed, I missed your blue Hawaiian, Craig. Oh. I really did. Yeah, imagine from home, you're like, ah, damn, I can't make it correctly. What's going on? No, and it's very <laughs> frustrating because I have the same exact ingredients. Like even the juice, <laughs> I bought the same darn brand. Are you making it with love? <laughs> yeah, of course. It's for myself. No, no, no. no. <laughs> love more. Love more. Do more love. I'm already a bit vain. I can't <laughs> love me more. This is true. I, I'll, I'll vouch for that. I, I was telling Norma, I was like, it's unbelievable how his drink is better than any other. She's like, yeah, I don't know what it is. Oh, maybe it's the way he shakes it. Because like, what shake, else shake, could shake. it be? I'm like, yeah, he, he thinks it's his shaking. but It's all on the love. It's all on the love. There you go. Is it though? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so let's tell everybody who we are. We are www.tikicentralcanada.ca. Or .com. There we go. And so on that page, you're going to see this episode, the recipes from this episode. Paula has her little section there. There's picky pears, but it's I guess very it's very paused. The home version. No, it's just paused. <laughs> 
here's my kitchen, folks. <laughs> Very boring. <laughs> I'm not going to bore people to death, no. <laughs> and uh, Mark is on there. So all the Mark Adventure stuff we talked about today will be on that page. Pictures, the menu, all the information he gave me will be on there. So check it out for yourselves. Also, too, we do have an episode and recipe page. FYI, if you haven't noticed yet, there is some changes. So what it is is that now it's the paging all the way down to the bottom of the page Yay. to get the recipe for this episode or the episode itself. It's at the very top. It's called the feature. Good job. Episode. And that's great. Recipe. Yes. That, that's a good advance. I got a little tweet, you know, a little information from a little Tweety Bird. Mm. Someone told me. Mm. There we go. Uh, we do have a subscribe page, so please do subscribe. Please. please. Yes. Subscribe. Subscribe now. Exactly. Please. Donate to our please. telethon here today. <laughs> please call in with all your donations. <laughs> Operators are standing by. Operators are standing by, <laughs> waiting for your calls. Caller on hold. <laughs> That's it. I don't know because like me and you are probably of age, but there used to be the Jerry Lewis telethon, and I remember every year for two reasons. I I I was kind of whatever all about the Jerry Lewis telethon. One, summer's officially over because yeah. it'd be on it'd be on Labor Day weekend, so that means that great. I'm going back to school after. <laughs> Jerry Lewis, uh, sorry, after Jerry Lewis telethon. <laughs> beep. Yeah, beep. Paula. Paula. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but two, it was this, I, I, I actually would stay up because what it is is that, uh, Paula, you don't know this. I mean, I don't know if you watched it or not. It was, tw- I think it was 21 hours, if I remember correctly. It was, a, so it was, it was yeah. a, almost a full day. And so Jerry and Ed McMahon would be up for the whole time, you know, entertaining people. And I love Jerry Lewis. I mean, just in, as an entertainer anyways. So I would actually like watch his the telethon truck I literally like okay I'm gonna stay awake as long as possible to watch this and I actually would go around the neighborhood and pick up change from people like door to door like hey we're doing, we're getting donations for the Jerry Lewis telethon we'd go down to the hotel here in Ottawa that they would have the local camera television cameras there and they would actually film people donating donations so there was a couple of years where you could see me and my brother down there with our big huge jars of coin donating our donations to the Jerry Lewis telethon and you're oh. like six seven. I'm probably like 10 or 8 or something like that. Okay. So that's less yeah. embarrassing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was cool. That's cute. Yeah, good Yeah, on. yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. That's uh, my little story of the telethon. There we go. Aw. And uh, so also don't forget, folks, we do have the hashtag competition. Yes. Please, please, please enter the challenge. I cannot wait to see everyone's hashtags. Yeah. She's going to be excited about this one for sure. Yes. I'm already. Yes, exactly. And like we said, we're going to do uh, June 1st, July 1st. Uh, August 1st and September 1st Yes, is the deadlines. And let's see if we're in the mood, we're going for an, uh, an October 1st, but don't count on it yet. <laughs> <laughs> she likes pushing the envelope, doesn't she? Yeah. yeah. yeah so All the time. It. So come on, people. Paula, Paula gets what she wants. So yeah. You ever notice that? It's yeah. like, <laughs> so bring it. Bring us your cocktails. Well, who knows? Maybe we can do the, the best of the last months. Ah. Well, you know what we could always do is that the one, how about we do this? In October, I'll do this. October yeah. 1st, the ones that have won previously in the previous months will compete against each other. It's four of them. So before them, okay. and they come up with a whole thing, a new garnish, a okay, new drink. Okay, so, so then what? The three of us get to vote? Yeah, we'll do that. First place, second place, third place? And then it'll be the, the drink of the year kind of thing. Ooh. Ooh, a master's challenge. Yeah. Here yeah, we go. it's like the top chef. The top chef. You're the, the top bartender. Well, yeah. hey, don't, top get garnish. Cra- don't get crazy now. What? <laughs> the top bartender is right here in the room. <laughs> Well, then, then you should enter. You should enter. You could just put a fake name and enter. There we go. I'll put a fake name and create see a she... fake Instagram and enter yourself. Well, actually, I can't say too much because when I went to Antigua and I did a mixology competition, I came in second. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, but they, they were trying your drinks. We won't be trying them. It's right. just based on your eyes. It's true. It's true. 
And so, uh, yeah, that's all we got there for you guys. And so we're going to go off and make some drinks. This is so exciting. We're making drinks now. Yes. Yay. We're back Yay. to making drinks again. Yes. I know. Rum, rum, rum for Mark over there. Rum, rum. rum He's staring down my 151 Gosling rum there right, right now. I'm looking at it. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to go off and make some drinks here, guys. And uh, keep listening and stay tuned. Later. Bye. Bye. Well, I don't know about you, but I got informed. Guys, hey, guys, where's my drink? Orson Welles having gas? What? Orson Welles having gas. (laughs) Okay. No. B? Orson Welles opening a bottle of wine. Where is this? (laughs) 